Maybe he meant the conclusion of this film was inevitable. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. What does the fox say? <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Garage Media. I am once again and always Gunner. And this is Sam. And we are here to talk about, I think, a movie. If you want to call it that. If, yeah. I Because I don't, genuinely don't feel like I watched anything reminiscent of a movie, but... Exactly. It's called a movie. It has a runtime. That's true. We watched the infamous Antichrist. The... Um, Lars von Trier directed Willem Dafoe vehicle thing. Uh-huh. Yes. The, yeah. So, uh, just get it out of the way. This will be an explicit podcast episode. There's no way to talk about this movie without it being explicit. Um. No way possible. It will be labeled, but also, but just right here, right now, viewer discretion to advise, we aren't gonna be, like, Cursing up a storm or using vulgar language. Nope. But there's literally... It's literally impossible. This movie is just not possible to talk about without talking about its content. Exactly. So on the count of three, we are going to get into explicit content. One, two, three. So what did you hate the most, Sam? The unsimulated sex scene or the self-human uh, mutilation? All of it? Yeah, okay. So yeah. This movie's intense. The scene where it's both those things are combined... Where both those scenes are combined? Yeah. Okay, um, let's go somewhat in order. Yeah. Because, yes, the very opening scene does have unsimulated sex right in front of us. Right, yeah. But the rest of that scene... Oh my god. That scene is beautiful. One of the most beautiful opening scenes to a movie I've ever seen, I think. I would love to know the details of this movie, like the, the camera, all that stuff, because I've never seen slow-mo like that. I've never seen monochrome like that. Like, yeah. lighting effects. Anything like that. It was that. crazy. It's a black and white scene that is, every single second is in slow-mo. And he told about a movie's worth of story in eight minutes. In eight minutes. And also, this part of the movie was the, like, quickest part of the movie. And right. it was in slow-mo. Yep. It was insane. It was beautiful. And it was, it was so tragic. beautifully shot. So one of my favorite shots from the cinematography is where it shows the window open and the snowflakes slowly coming into the house. Absolutely. Oh, that was beautiful. Also, spoiler warning. <laughs> ah, yes. Yeah, thank you. That is also because we can't avoid that either. Right. Obviously, uh, spoiler warning because, well, one, if you ever decide to watch this movie... It's... How, how am I trying to word this? I don't know if you want to watch this movie before listening to this podcast because the movie's crazy. And I don't think I can actually physically recommend it to anyone, even though it's a well-made movie. Uh-uh. Absolutely not. I would not recommend the same one. But if you're here listening and you haven't seen it, I think that's probably best. Spoiler warning, but... If you don't want to go watch it after listening to our podcast, I understand. Yeah, I would not... I. Gen this is probably the one movie I'd never recommend to someone. Yep. The greatest movie I'd probably never watch again. Exactly. Um, we'll get there on whether I think it's great or not. There we go. Uh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so 
now that we got all the spoiler stuff done, the boy falls out the window. Yes, this beautifully shot, slow-mo, monochrome, black and white scene um, depicts um, the two main characters, a couple. Yep. They um, are man and wife. Man and wife, yes. I think that's actually their character names. Really? They don't even have names? Oh, actually, I think it's him and her are their actual characters. Him and names. her. Okay. Yes. That's kind of cool. I mean, it really doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, but they are having sex, not paying attention. Their two-year-old baby opens up a window and falls out the second-story window. And, and dies. Dies. Um, yeah. Yep. Um, and that is how this movie starts. <laughs> so that is what is... That is the prologue. That's the prologue. Because That's not even the real story. Because yeah. this movie is cut into chapters. Yes, it is. Which, ooh, did you take notes on the chapters? Chapter one is pain. No. Chapter one is grief. Grief. That's right. Um, and I'm like, what do we? Even, where do we even go from here? They go to a cabin. Let's start with that. They do. That's long into the movie. That's like halfway through. Up and isn't it? No, no. That happens right after the prologue. No, it. No, it doesn't. Yeah. I think, yep. Because they have to do where she's in the hospital and they're at oh, home. True. Yeah. I forgot about the hospital stuff. Because I'll deal more... I'll, I'll, I personally... I'll talk more about what I think of him. But he... He basically talks to the doctor and convinces him to stop giving her... Her medication that right. she is to deal with... Um, I don't think it was explicitly said, but I think it's applied as, like, depression mm -hmm. medication for yes. the trauma she's experiencing. And then he basically... He's a therapist, and he's just trying to therapy her. Exactly. And, yeah, so that's where we're at, right after the prologue. Right, cor correct. I honestly, I forgot about the hospital stuff. Mm -hmm. And yeah. the medication, I forgot all about that. Right. S some of the conversations that happen here at this beginning of this movie are very slow because they're unclear. Yeah. Because the, um, the delivery is great. They're both phenomenal actors. But sometimes it's it gets a little too hard to grasp what they're talking about and makes the conversation go by a little slower. Mm -hmm. But you're right. It's one of the most important parts of the movie because it sets up both of their characters. Yes. Yeah. You understand his point of view and her point of view, even though technically they're both not right. Oh, yeah. They are both, I think... I mean, not necessarily at this point, but they... Eventually, they both are quite monstrous. Would you say, even here at the beginning, even in the hospital scenes, would you say they are exaggerated versions of how someone would react in grief? Or do you think it's reasonable? It's hard to tell because, you know, we haven't lost a child. Yeah, right. Totally. Yeah. I I could see that really being how someone would okay. react. Yeah. Got it. I could see that. Can we quickly talk about the blurred out faces? Uh, that was interesting. I just think that's something we should quickly bring up. Yeah, they were um, part of the funeral. Um, there's, you know, a funeral of Hig gathering people. Um, all faces except for him and her are blurred out, though. Right. I. That's our that 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 was definitely a, a director's choice, right? Like that's not just a censorship thing. You agree with that, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That was an artistic. That's choice. his choice. He's trying to. I don't know. The no one else matters. The title of the movie kind of makes you want to think things. Wants you to think about the religious side of things, of what they represent. Right. I I think 
either he just wants the focus to be on them or he's trying to say something religious. Either way, I don't quite understand. Yeah, I I think he's definitely saying something. I'd agree that he's saying something. We'll we'll talk more about this director later. Right. <laughs> I would like to hear, we need to swing back to that because I'd like to hear how you think that that connects to the religious aspects of this movie. Religion and stuff are very important. Yes, sir. You good? It's hard to talk about. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Because yeah. I, I don't want to accidentally be offensive or anything. We're talking about an offensive movie. But I don't understand religion enough to be able to make too big of a comment on that. Fair enough. Totally. So that's where I'll stand for now. Okay. Totally. Yeah. When we get to the ending, I'll bring up a theory, though. Okay. Absolutely. So... What we have at this point is a lot of him, the therapist, just trying to, like, I, I feel like he's trying to fix her. Um, again, get into it more. Yes, and then that's good. when she kind of delves into her fears, and they decide to just go into some cabin in the wood. Right. I have a question real quick about the medicine. Yes. So you think the medicine was for depression and not her not being able to walk, right? Because every time she walks like more than 10 feet, she faints. I think I, I thought that was just uh, uh, like so trauma. I, I like, took it as he was both trying to heal her mind as well as by healing her mind, healing her body. Right. So uh, do, you, I, do you think both things are just kind of connected or do you think unrelated? I think... Connected, I, I okay. would say so. Yeah, yeah. But yes, after that, they do go to a cabin in the woods where they try to deal with their grief. And that's essentially what this movie's about. Yeah, and that's when kind of anything you probably do know about the movie happens. You know, um, a lot of metaphors. Um, a random scene of her getting swallowed by grass. Yes, yeah, get devoured by grass, yeah. That's a beautiful scene. Oh, oh yeah, yes it is. Uh, Slow motion walking again. Her her describing walking through these woods and her just you know doing it. It's beautiful. It's haunting. Yeah. She looks like a ghost. It's amazing. I love it. And at some point in this movie, when they first get to the cabin, I want to bring it up real quick. There's a scene where she's in the bathroom. Was this in the hospital or at the cabin? Are you talking about when she... So she's, like, literally freaking out, yeah. Like, smashing her head into the toilet? Yes. That was not the cabin yet. Okay. That was not the cabin yet. I just wanted to bring up that that scene freaked me out. Her shaking was about to make me have a heart attack. That hurt. Yes. yes. There were plenty of times in this movie where you and I both just went, uh, and, like, yes. covered it's and, like... hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah. But her acting is fantastic. Oh, she's amazing. I think she almost... I, I feel she, blo like, blows Willem Dafoe out of the yes. water. Acting-wise, yes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because Willem Dafoe's character is doesn't do a whole lot other than a couple um, couple things, yeah. A couple things. Quietly sits around talking anxiety and stuff like that. But yes, the slow motion walking in the forest, that scene is so beautiful. Absolutely. And then we are going we're going to the woods and we start and we're introduced to this whirling spiral effect throughout the woods. Right, which is her point of view, right? Because she keeps fainting, and so that's what I thought of it as. Oh, you know, I couldn't make a whole... I Yeah. Because that's what That I could thought. be. Because, like, she gets dizzy and faints, so I thought it was just trying to show, like, that kind of part of her. That's what I thought. I could, yeah, I could see that. Okay. I really didn't know what exactly take of it, you right. know? I. We'll get into a lot of things we don't know what to think no. about. No, yeah. So, we get to the cabin... 
we see a lot of metaphors. I think the first one we see is the deer. Yes. Um, giving birth and running away while giving birth. So, which I think it, it implies that the babe, the the fawn just falls and is left behind. So, which is like you know, I took it as something slightly different, but mostly the same. Okay. I took it as it was failed from the beginning. I think that the fun was already dead. Oh, mm. could yeah. I think it was just a failed birth. Yeah, yeah. That, that's how I took it. But yeah. essentially the same thing. Yeah, because the, the yeah the doe does run away and the the fawn falls. Mm. Mm. But I didn't think about that. It doesn't really make too much a difference. I don't think. No, but that it, it adds a little bit more to it. Mm. Yeah. Um, and you know, the more I think about it, the more I like. The rest of the film is just those two kind of fighting. Mm -hmm. And acorns. And acorn and acorns. Yeah. Those acorns. Those acorns re really made me think that a monster was actually gonna be like a part of this movie. Like I thought it was about to turn into like a monster horror movie. Yep. What was the acorns? Do you have any idea? No. Genuinely none. I I, I, only, I guess the only thing I can think of is one line in this movie. Where she says, nature is Satan's church. Which I love that line. So do you think with the acorn raining, do you think it's supposed to mean like hellfire or? Ooh, I, when we literally just now talking about it, my initial thought was like intrusive thoughts. Like the acorns are just the storming of thoughts that come at you. But hellfire, I like that. Because she's talking about how nature is essentially yeah. hell. Right. And so with the acorns falling, maybe she was trying... I don't know. Like, the fine punishment coming from the yes. sky. Yeah. I feel like this movie genuinely has, like... It, it has two different interpretations. Um, more religious, more, um, like, anxiety mm -hmm. and mental health. And sometimes I think it's both. Right. It is straight up just both, but... Which end you take it, where you take it, I think, is up to you. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's a lot of him as a therapist trying to basically cure her of her grief. And I say, like, cure her on purpose. And more metaphors. Because then we also have a bird fall from a tree. And, yeah. A baby bird. A, a baby dead bird that is dead falls from a tree and hits the ground. And a hawk comes and picks it up. Okay, so I want to know what you thought of this really bad. I really did not know what to make of the hawk. Okay. Let me say mine. Okay. Let's, okay. Let's see if you get here. Okay. So I think that the dead bird is her. Her? She. Really? And the hawk is Willem Dafoe. Mm. Because he's trying to like carry her up, but also eating at her. Yes. Because, because he's trying to heal her, but really he's making her feel worse. So that's how I took it. That's good. So while we're on it, I, I don't think I explicitly said what I think of him. But I think he's a terrible person. Oh, he's the worst. Who, you know, he convinces the doctor to take her off her medication. And he um, seems to just be... His character really picks up once he has someone to try to analyze. And, you know, air quote, fix. Mm -hmm. And cure their, air quote, grief. You know, cure, right. cure air quote, oh my god. He's very but egotistical because he, he wants to cure her all by himself because, you know, that's just how he works. Yes, totally. I think, and they even talk about it. I think she says somewhere along the lines, like, 
you never had much interest in me or whatever the baby's name was. I don't remember. Nick. Um, Nick, thank you. You you never had much interest for Nick and I. You never had interest in me until I was your client. Uh, so I think he's very monstrous and is kind of destroying her. Exactly. So I like where you took that. I really just took it with the baby. But also, Lars von Trier is so up his own ass, though. So much with all of these metaphors. Yeah. Like, we get it. Except for we don't. I... I love a good metaphor. I love a good piece that makes me think, like, what is the director trying to say? But there comes a cutoff. I honestly think he's not as smart as he thinks he is, and he's like, hmm, I'll put this random scene in here and see if they think I'm so smart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I really think he he's so pretentious. This movie's very pretentious, by the it, way. It is, yeah. Um, on that note, you stumbled upon what could be... Uh, like... I, you blew my mind with the tree stuff, is what I'm trying to say. I was wondering if you were going to bring that yeah, up. Yeah, you blew my mind. So, knowing this director, I know that he's very pretentious and very up his own butt. Yeah, yeah. And so, the movie was focusing on a set of trees in the dark for like 40 seconds. Like, way too long. Yeah. And at first I thought, wow, what? But then, I, if you squint your eyes... Yeah. I sound so out there. No, commit to it. I think you're right. I think there's no way this is a coincidence. If you squint in your eyes, you can very easily see a clear number, 141. Yes. Very clearly. Yeah. Like, it's not even hidden that much. I think there's multiple ways to even see the four. So if you miss the four one way, you see the four the other way. And so I looked up the meaning of 141. And somehow it popped up that the number 141 represents creating a new path in your life, which is very similar to what is going on in this movie. Yeah. I, there's no way that... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He had to have done it on purpose. However, I think that kind of lead, like, I think that falls into how pretentious he is. Because I think you're right. There's no way that's a coincidence. However, he doesn't do anything with that. Exactly. There's no... Spoilers, there's no happy ending. No. Mm. we'll talk about it when we get okay. there i am excited to hear what you say okay but but i i don't think he does much with this idea of forging a new path moving forward moving on right so yeah i think that emphasizes how he is again up his own butt like we keep saying yes he is um where do we go from here um i think I, the next sorry before you get to the fox i wanted to talk <laughs> I wanted to talk about how the camera randomly zooms in on people's faces. Yes. Like, the movie is really beautifully shot, and then randomly it'll look like someone's holding a really cheap camera. Oh, it, yeah. It, uh, definitely done shaky cam, which is interesting. And I think this kind of connects to what you were talking about with the anxiety thing. Mm -hmm. Because if you have crystal clear picture with the camera not moving at all, you know... It's more sane, but mm -hmm. when you have shaky cam really quickly zooming in on someone's face, it's kind of like, ah, yeah. So I, I think that was a stylistic choice. It's something that he repeats. He does it in um, another film of his that I've seen. He does the same thing. Mm -hmm. So I just think it's really, it's a really interesting choice to switch from completely beautiful cinematography to a really ugly looking cinematography on purpose. Right. Well, we're like, we're, I think we're kind of, like, negative on his, like, sometimes his metaphorical approach to things, I think that's kind of brilliant. I, I personally really like that. 
And I don't. Oh, you we, don't? We seem to be a little bit split on this movie. Mm-hmm. Which I is think, okay. I think we're split, like, it's funny, because I think we're split evenly. Mm-hmm. Like, things that you're more a fan of, I'm not, and vice versa. Yep, but... <laughs> exactly. I personally liked that. Really, I put a little more emphasis on the idea of anxiety or something chaotic is going on. Also, the scene where she hears Nick's crying and is running around trying to find Nick. Yeah, and then she finds him and he's not crying, but she still hears his crying. Haunting. (laughs) So scary. I actually forgot about that until you just brought that up and I actually sent like a shiver down my spine. It is one of the scariest scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Honestly, I, that kind of solidified that there was going to be like a monster to me. Yeah, like I like I was like, nah, there. This is going to turn into like a supernatural movie. See, and I never really thought that going in. Like I know you kept bringing it up, and I was like, mm, I'm not really sure. Yeah, I mean, I kind of lost it as mm-hmm. we got more and yeah. more into the action, but but those two things were like, is there going to be a monster or something? But yeah, that was a terrifying scene by the way all of this is taking place in the second chapter we forgot to oh god we still are in grief aren't we no no this is the se- all of this is in the second chapter essentially from after she gets eaten by the grass to what we've been talking about so all the stuff with the deer and all this stuff right that's in the second one which is called pain chaos or, or in parentheses chaos oh. reigns and correct i'm so <laughs> that is in fact what the fox says the f- yes I, I think that's probably the most famous part of this movie, other than other stuff. But, yeah, the, the talking fox. The talking, decomposing, eating its own guts fox. Which I don't... Like, I get what that means. Like, eating itself, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's self-destruction. But I don't quite get the chaos reigns. Chaos reigns. Like, is it just a straight-up... Like, saying, like, chaos? Like, just, what's going on? Nothing is ever straight up with Lars von Trier. No, I, I... So, he obviously meant something. Maybe he meant the conclusion of this film was inevitable. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. What does the fox say? (laughs) (laughs) I want to make an edit of that now, where it's just the chaos reigns. We all know what the fox says now. Chaos Chaos reigns. reigns. And that quickly cuts to the third and final chapter, uh, um, aside from the epilogue, called Uh, Despair. Despair, yes. Um, Which is where everything happens. God, everything happens. So I I, don't even know where to start. I don't. I don't even know what happens before he finds her study, her her thesis that she. Oh yeah, this cabin is where her and her son went out to when she was studying. Um, like European witchcraft and not studying in the sense of like she was practicing witchcraft like her thesis was on yes um, witchcraft like while, while normal studying yeah yes. yeah yeah um, I don't know what happened before that but he gets into the attic um, and he finds uh, he finds her study her studies and it, if I remember correctly her study was about like um, how do I want to word this Gunner, this is where I start to get lost, so you're going to have to help yourself here. <laughs> yeah, okay, so her study, like, what she was doing research on was basically uh, womanhood and witchcraft. And basically, witchcraft was an excuse to attack 
women, you know, like uh, the the witch trials, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but as he's looking through stuff and her writing, her writing, you know, gets more scratchy. It becomes more chaotic. And you see in her writing that she starts to agree with it, that womanhood and just being a woman, woman nature, woman anatomy, having any of that is inherently evil. Mm -hmm. um, which explains something later in the movie. Which, uh -huh, yeah. And that is when everything kind of starts to spiral. We are given a... Spiral is like, a word for it. Yeah, that's a word for it. Um, like this movie wasn't spiraling to begin with. But this is where it's just completely some of the weirdest things I've ever seen on screen. The most upsetting things I've ever seen. Yep, this is where it starts to go down. What did you think of the moment where we realize um, Nick has some feet uh, deformed out? I have no idea. I still have no clue what that's even about. So what I I, I don't I don't know what it. What is it? What is any of this implying? What is the whole rest of this movie implying about her? So, I still don't understand. So in regards to the whole uh, feet thing, Willem Dafoe gets the autopsy of their son, and the the cause of death was the trauma, the fall. The only thing they saw was uh, um, am I even saying that word? Deform. Deform it. Mm -hmm. I can't. His feet are deformed. Yeah. His feet are deformed. Um, and Willem Dafoe takes note of that, and he looks at, like, pictures, a bunch of pictures, and while her and Nick were on the strip, his shoes were on the wrong feet. Mm -hmm. So, what I'm 99% sure is implying is that he, he fell out the window because his feet were deformed. Right. Instead of just, you know, it, just a simple accident, his feet were deformed, which made him lose his balance, and that's how he actually fell out the window. Right. I think, and the way she reacts, I think it's implied she almost did it on purpose. Uh, that is definitely, that's more than implied. I think that's actually, you're supposed to think that's what happens. Yeah, but why? I have no idea. I don't Witchcraft? know. Witchcraft? I don't know. I don't, because there's nothing like anti-life like life or anti-childhood or anything like that. I The only thing I could think of is the fact that she had a child is in is in her mind now inherently evil because she had because they had sex and having sex is inherently evil that is right. the only thing i could take from that because that's not like i don't know not much is done with that exactly yeah this movie starts to make no sense after this in my opinion i, I would kind i would agree like it makes sense as in i understand where it's going yeah but it's i God, it's like I have all the pieces of a puzzle, but the puzzle pieces themselves don't really fit together right. Um, so, while we're on that topic, even before all of this, we, we accidentally skipped something. There is a scene where they are having sex, and... Then she says, hit me. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, yeah. he doesn't. And, and she, starts she runs outside and try and does the rest of it herself. Oh, yeah, yeah. So what do you make of that connected to her studies and all that? Do you think there's any connection? I think, I think punishment. Okay. Uh, looking and for punishment for her, what she believes is, like, inherent evil. And then he comes outside... And decides, you know what, we still are going to do this. And then hands come out of a tree. Yes. What is going on? So he decides that he's like they 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 keep having sex because mm -hmm. um 
Um, she kind of says, hit me or you don't love me. Right. And he doesn't hit her, so she runs away. And I guess he feels, well, I do love her, mm-hmm. which I feel like kind of contra- like Yeah, I, I don't like, feel like he loves her in this movie at all. I don't either, but I feel like there's things at point that he does, I don't know. Right. Or maybe he's just trying to preserve his studies. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, but, but yeah, hands come out of trees. I don't know. I think that just, I guess, is aesthetically cool. I guess it represents the... It's combining the themes of nature, because the hands coming out of the tree kind of look like branches, mm-hmm. you know? Or the bark of the tree. So I guess it's the combination of the, the nature and the human. I guess. Okay. I can kind of... It's kind of what I'm seeing from it. Um... Yeah, I don't know. It, it could Things be, get so muddy. I know. The, the, like, the hands could even represent emotions trying to break in. Oh, know? I could. You know, it could literally mean anything with Lars Montreal. Right, right. Um, I think it's after... What Does he... He tries to leave We her, accidentally right? talked out of order. No, that's okay. All of this happens before he goes up in the study. That oh, we well, what about. we just talked about was yes. before that. Yes. yes. Um, and then, so... Is it after? Does anything important happens before he tries to leave her? No, that's where we're at now. Okay, so he figures out, kind of tries to talk to her about the feet thing. He tries to leave her. Um, they get into a fight. I guess. Um, yeah. Um, she. This is gonna be so hard to talk about. Okay. I'm gonna put like a little extra, like. Like, very explicit, like, probably upsetting content. Yes, very um, upsetting. Um, she forces herself on him. Um, and, oh my god. His body he, reacts how one would normally. Let's uh, yeah. Stop there. He, put it blatantly, he does not get erect because of it. He's being, someone's forcing themselves upon him. Mm-hmm. She gets angry at this, finds a big piece of wood, and smashes it into his groin. Gr- groin. Yes, and I think you and I died a little bit inside. Mm-hmm. We, your mouth was open for like two minutes. <laughs> I hurt so bad. So, to which... There's no you, easy way to sugarcoat this. Oh, well, I was about to say, do you want to talk about it or do you want me to? She decides to um, go ahead and continue to force herself, this time only using her hand. And what normally happens during sexual activities happens to him but it's not semen it is blood it is blood which is yeah um really hard to watch very hard to watch um that's another moment of i get the metaphor but yeah but yes to which point she stops she she stops him from leaving by drilling a hole into his leg yep i was just gonna get there yeah screwing a weight essentially onto his leg which looks, by the way he drags it and carries it, I'd say 75 pounds. A 75-pound weight. Mm. Wonderful. Yep. Um, Bolted into his leg. Yes. So he can't escape. Right. Not easily, because he tries. And then, this is where things just get completely... I've, I've lost all hope of trying to understand. Because uh, I don't understand... What does she even do again? I don't remember what she does. No. She runs away, and then he runs away, and then she says, don't run away. 
It's all completely just weird. He runs away and hides in a hole that she had referenced before when talking about walking in the woods and, like, that's part of her fear. To which he runs, uh, uh, finds a dying bird? Or just a bird that was for some reason buried? He, an invincible bird. An invi- yeah. Yeah. Because this bird, it's actually a crow, starts making, starts cawing. Mm-hmm. To which point he grabs it and beats it for several minutes. With a rock in the head, right? I think he just grabs it and beats it. Just takes... Okay. Like, literally just grabs and starts... It, it was a dark scene. It's it was to see dark. what's going on. It, yeah. But, um... And that Continuously, scene, and it keeps calling. Yeah. Which, uh, once again, metaphor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Very much. Can't, can't just destroy it. Can't just beat it. Mm-hmm. Um, does she find him? Yeah, yeah. she does. Yeah. She digs it's, him out. It's crowing. And she... Okay. I I kind of want to save some of this for when I talk about the meaning of the ending. Okay. But yes, she essentially digs him out because he gets trapped in there. Yeah, and she's she starts like like she starts acting very concerned. He's like, You gotta get this off of me. She runs and looks for right, so the I, wrench. I don't understand why she's bipolar. What's going on with her character? I still don't get it. Um Um I don't know exactly. I it's, I, I kind of think that she's still internally battling, mm-hmm. or she has fully embraced her evil, air quote evil. Well, no, what she's doing is evil, but mm-hmm. oh man, what a uh, she! Oh, we're both at a loss. Oh, boy, this movie is. Anyway, she grabs a wrench and he he ends up freeing himself because she like falls down or something. What what happened? She goes and air quotes looks for the wrench. And says she can't find it, even though she disposed of the wrench. She knows exactly where it is. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and he punches through the floor, and it's there. Yeah. What's going on? What? Well, and this is when a very disturbing scene happens. I think they get back to the cabin somehow. Uh, yeah. To which point she uh, self-mutilates herself. Okay. So, uh, a little bit before this, real quick. Yes. Yeah, please do. If This movie blends together. Um... We have a flashback to the beginning of the movie where she is looking straight at Nick as he jumps out the window. That's right. We jump back, back to the beginning of the the, the prologue mm-hmm. where we actually see her watching him fall out the window. Yeah, she let it happen. And when we were watching this, my first thought was, this is not how it happened because they were in different rooms in the prologue. Yeah. But now it looks different. What I'm... What after I sat with that because that didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. But after I sat, yeah, I sat with that and I thought like, though she didn't actually watch it, it was almost like that was her plan. Right, like she knew that would happen. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, Nick dying was part of the plan. Right, um, but then right after her flashback is when she does do that. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't think either of a, uh, uh, she self mutilates herself. Yeah. Um, yeah, to which point I think she passes out from bleeding. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of the metaphors come to comfort her. All the me- yes, because the chapters grief, pain, despair are the animals that we have seen. Mm-hmm. Yep, the, exactly. The grief is the deer. The deer's grieving the death, the dead uh, fawn. Yeah, yeah. Um, the fox is pain. Is in pain. Yep. Yep. Eating at itself. And yes. And the crow is despair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and they all come and uh, lay next to her as she's bleeding out. Desp- despair is ongoing. Okay, I get it now. Mm-hmm. I kind of get it a little bit more. That is when he. Point. That is when he like sees the wrench underneath the cabin, breaks through, starts getting it out, uh, the weight out. I think he and then murders her. <laughs> yeah, successfully does and chokes her to death. Yep. Is there anything else? Does he? I feel like I'm missing something. Does he stab her? I think he stabbed her in the stomach. Doesn't he? I don't remember. Or he gets stabbed in the stomach. He definitely chokes her, to which we are given... There's a callback to an earlier scene about, like, what anxiety does to you, like, elevated heart rate, you know, stuff like that. It was from her point of view, but now it's from his. Right. Um, and then epilogue. He's wandering through the woods, and he is surrounded by a large group of women. Yeah. That's it. And I have a theory about that. Yes. Uh, And that's when the movie ends with um, the credits being just a painting of the title saying Antichrist. And And I I think the T is made with the um, symbol that is usually, like... Associated with women, like the male woman mm-hmm. symbol. Yes, it is. Which I don't know what those are called. Do those have names? Or are they just called... I, yes. I, I should have looked into that, but... And, yeah, he does keep... He keeps the title up... The whole time. And I think the reason for that is he wants you to think about what the title means. Uh-huh. Yeah. I still don't really know. But I, can, am mm-hmm. I now able to talk about my theory about the end of the movie? I would love to hear about it. Now, unfortunately, I don't know much about religion. Okay. I'm sorry uh, to say that. But when he is in the cave, a rock falls in front of it, symboling kind of when Jesus was in there for however long. Oh. And then she pulls him out. And so I think it's representing like when people came after he was resurrected. Because why else will have that exact imagery, that exact religious Whoa. imagery? Yeah, Remember the rock falls in front of the entrance. You're 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 taking away a like so yeah, it's almost like so you're thinking Willem Dafoe is being represented as a as a messiah. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Well, okay. So this movie definitely portrays um her as evil. As right. just inherent evil to which he defeats, so maybe that's somewhere we're getting. I think so. I think the Antichrist is referring to her. Yeah. I think Antichrist is unfortunately referring to womanhood. Mm -hmm. This movie's completely crazy. I... So we finished the movie. Maybe do you think now is a good time to say what we think about it? Sure. Let's talk about our number, I guess. (laughs) I I genuinely can't give this a number. I, I... be try. We have to. That's what we do in this podcast. <laughs> uh, so what I would like... I gotta be honest. I don't know if I like this movie. Okay. But, like, as a movie trying to tell a story, I I guess I give it, like, a... I really don't know. <sighs> That's okay. I've had a little time to think about it, if yeah. you wanted me to go first. See, I, I, I kind of want you to go first, but I also don't want your opinion to sway my okay, opinion. Okay, okay. So go, go ahead. Uh, don't right, worry about Right it. off the bat, before hearing any of your thoughts or opinions, I'm going to say, like, maybe a 65. Okay. I think. Yes. Because visually, it's it's hard to take away from this movie. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. It's beautiful looking. This is an amazing looking mu- movie. 
So my standpoint is it's an amazing looking movie. It really makes you think. There's a lot of great things about it. I just think it's a little too pretentious and it doesn't live up to the opening scene for me. Yeah. And I think that there are a lot of wasted opportunities where clarity would have been better. Yeah. So I'm going to go a 56. Yeah. Personally. And yeah. And I, I'm, man, I don't know. I'm right. I'm, I don't like this movie because I don't really, um, I can't say I fully understand what's going on, but I don't think I like the message. Exactly. I don't agree with it. Right. But as if I'm like, if I'm rating this as scoring this as something that is telling a story through visuals, I, I guess I give it a 60 something, 50 something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't. Because I, I can't say I like this movie. I don't agree with what I have interpreted from it. Well, the thing is, it's a great movie and a terrible movie at the exact same time. It is. It is. I, I don't think I, I don't think I left watching that movie feeling like that was horrible. But I, I get... maybe we're slightly overthinking the womanhood thing. Possibly. I don't know. That's really what I took away from it. It, it felt like it was really like trying to sell like an idea of. Like, an inherent evil to womanhood. That's what I took away from it. Honestly, what it could be representing is the complete opposite, if we're being truthful. Because maybe it he... It totally could be, maybe too. in his mind, he thought that by ending her life, he officially cured her. Like, her grief is no more. And so all of these women come up, coming up to him, he's like, finally, more people I can heal. There's, that's another way to take it. That is. Wouldn't that be, like, still kind of like, like, he freed her of her inherent evil womanhood, though? I don't know, because she's conflicted about how she felt. She, yeah, it, it's, yeah, I, she is in no way, I don't think she likes what she's doing. From what we watch, I don't think she's happy with what is going on. Exactly. She doesn't embrace it. Not at all. Like, you know, the self-mutilation, you know? Mm -hmm. She's destroying herself. Uh, yeah. We are gonna, like, we are gonna take a break in a little bit and, like, look, like, actually look into what his goal was. Mm -hmm. But right now, I took a lot of... I, I, I see this movie as being something that's, like, trying to say that there's an inherent evil to being a woman. And also saying the opposite of that at the same time. Well, you know, at the very beginning, like, I don't know. At the very beginning, he's the monster. He's totally, I think, mm -hmm. it, it's painted very clear that he's not a good person. But then towards the end, he's the hero. Kind of. Kind of. No one's good in this movie, that's for sure. But He's the hero. See, the thing is, everything is always the opposite at the same time. Because there's multiple ways to take everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no one clear way to understand something in this movie. And if that was his goal, goal bravo. If that was his goal, bravo, but... Exactly. No, there is no, like, I... Because you could see it the way that we've been seeing it, where, you, you know, she was thinking womanhood is bad, and he s saved her from all of that. Yeah. Or you could think the opposite, where he was tired of her thinking womanhood was bad, so he decided to end her life, and now look at all these women here who can embrace it. Yeah, yeah. There's so many ways to interpret this movie. Yeah. You know, that's a great point, because there is where he, like, confronts her about, like, how she starts um, believing in the inherent evil. Exactly. And, and he was like, how many like innocent women died because of the witch trials and stuff like that? So he ends up, yeah, becoming very... 
I, I pro womanhood like almost. Yeah, I don't get it. We, I, we have been completely circling. The, Amora, at the end, I still don't think I like what this movie is trying to say. I don't. I don't know. But we don't really know what the movie is trying to say. I still, in my mind, I, I can't shake the idea that it's like anti-womanhood. And okay. if that's the case, I don't like what this movie is saying. Right, of course. So my score is not on how I enjoy it. It's on a on a movie that is it's, nice looking. It's such a well-made movie, though. Story. Yeah. 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 That's why I went with 56. Slightly on the positive side, I guess. Yeah. Because uh, I can't ignore a well-made movie. I just can't. Yeah. It's kind of... Um, it's the very unfortunate um, birth of a nation, mm-hmm. which anyone not listening... I haven't seen. Yeah. I have, and it actually, it, it is an amazing-looking movie, and it's a feat for its time, but it's literally the movie that resurrected the KKK. Right. So, yeah, yeah, well-made movie, looks pretty good, horrible message, terrible, poopy, hate it. Maybe. We're going to look up what... I was talking about Birth of a Nation. Okay, I was talking about Birth of a Nation, but... Well, at least with Birth of a Nation, it's clear. <laughs> that is true, yeah. At least, yeah. And one thing that has always stuck with me is something I said about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, where it's kind of like looking into someone else's nightmare. It wasn't like watching an actual movie. No, it feels like a fever dream. Mm-hmm. It does... No. Yeah. It's so hard to explain. I still don't feel like it's a movie. No, I don't feel like I watched a movie. I don't feel like I watched a movie. I feel like I watched someone else's nightmare, and I don't know which characters it is. Yeah, I I watched some weird hybrid between, like, a a painting and, like, someone, like, I don't know. I guess if it was anyone's nightmare, I'd say it was her nightmare. Probably. I'd say so. Yep. Which then again contradicts a thousand things we've been saying. Yeah. So, I think... So do you think now would be a good time to pause and look up what's real at this point? What the director's intentions were? Yes, because at this point, I just need answers. Okay. I don't need sleep. I need answers. We'll be right back. Okay. So okay. One sec. Let's explain a little bit more. Oh, we're yeah. Going to pause it, <laughs> we're going to pause it real quick and look up the director's actual thoughts, if, if it exists. And then we're going to get back to you and tell you what, what the actual intention was and see... If that changes any of our thoughts. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back. All right, and we are back, everyone, and we are broken. I have no more emotions. Nah. They're all gone. I think I think I have anger, if anything, but I'm so angry. I uh, yeah. Um so we we did the thing, we researched it, we looked into other people's perspectives, and we got insight into the uh, director's mindset when writing and directing this film. And first of all, we can confirm a couple of our thoughts. Yes, what we read and what like it seems the general consensus is you, you and I have theories that are uh, that agree with the general consensus on some things. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea that uh, women are evil, womanhood is evil. He is the hero by killing her. Right. He ends the person who 
is agreeing with that. Yes. So, so we have figured out that this movie is actually not anti-womanhood. This movie is pro-womanhood. It told in a weird way. Uh, uh, a very, on, very weird way. On a weird technicality, which we'll get to at the end. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah. Um, the epilogue, um, where he is walking... Is he walking up or down? He is walking down. Is he walking down? Okay. They're walking up. Walking down the hill, and he is surrounded by all the women, is a representation about, by killing her, he has freed all of them. Right. Because we also read that maybe they are the hands coming out of the tree. Yeah, yeah. That they are, yeah. So they were trapped in Eden mm -hmm. and freed by him killing, essentially, the Antichrist. The Antichrist, yeah, yes. yeah. Um, your theory about Willem Dafoe essentially being, you know, Christ or, you know, so something Messiah-like was pretty spot on. Pretty, yeah. You, you're like, you were right. Yeah. I, I agree with that, yeah. Which... I agree with that, but I still think the first half contradicts that. Exactly. I think he's still very monstrous. But, of course, yeah. Um, um, you know, I... What we read, I think, you know, he, she cripples both of them, like, both her, her own baby and him. Mm -hmm. um, and then tries to neuter herself and him because their sexuality is what brought life in and also what brought death. Exactly. Yeah. So that's her perspective. Yeah. Her, her perspective, we should say. Yeah. Um, I think that's about it. Um, there's the, you know, going to Eden was a practice to exercise the evil, mm -hmm. which, yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. What we read was that a lot of people perceive this Eden as being a manifestation of Satan. Right. And being freed from Eden is actually good. Being closer to God, I think, is what, what we read said. Right. Um, in this version. In this version. Yes. Everything's backwards. Yep. So once he's freed, he's actually walking down the hill. Mm -hmm. And stuff like that. The The fruit is a different type of fruit. I think some what I think you said there was even some connection between like a thorny crown, like the right, thorns of the eating, fruit. He's eating berries off of a thorny bush. Or no, a thorny bush, and yeah, the the thorny crown. Yeah. Um, okay, so you want to do the big reveal now? The big reveal. Do you think it's time for the big reveal? It's time for the big reveal. Um, so further down, what we read, um, the director wrote this in uh, while experiencing severe episodes of depression and writing this, getting up to writing this, getting up to write this was his way of coping and battling with that. Um, however, it sounds like he essentially just wrote down what came to his head. I think he even used the word like nonsense or what was, I don't remember, but yes, but, um, so yeah, uh, uh, what, he essentially, there is no direct meaning. He wrote things down while he was battling depression, and there is no inherent right or wrong answer. There is no meaning to this movie. We are supposed to have conversations. We like are, this. yes. We're supposed to make it up for ourselves because he didn't really have a real thing. He just he kind didn't of have an actual point. He he got up and he had ideas of of whatever Eden is. Eden is actually bad and it's good to free or whatever, you know? We could even be wrong. We and what we read could even be wrong. But he had some random thoughts, essentially, and got up and wrote them down. 
which I, 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 it kind of makes me mad. It makes me very mad. Yeah. That, like, you know. The whole point of this movie is that there isn't really one. Yeah. I don't like that. I really don't like that because I think, like, let's say for some reason you just watched this movie out of the blue. And let's say you're someone like me whose initial thought was it's anti-womanhood. That's just to, 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 right. I guess, potentially put something so negative out there and you weren't even like, I don't know. To, and you can't be the only one who thought that, obviously. I couldn't have. I, yeah. yeah. I, I just feel like. So essentially watching this movie was a waste of time. Because <laughs> I, I thought he had a direct vision with this. Everything seems to come together in some way. It's a messy puzzle, but it's a puzzle nonetheless. Right. He actually is very smart. And all of this, if you really think about it, it can make sense. Yeah. But all of the nonsensical stuff that we thought we just weren't getting, we weren't really supposed to get it. There is no like real connection to why um, grief is a deer, this pain is a fox, and despair is a crow. There's no real connection, really. Not Likely, at all. yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he says it's nonsense. There probably was some loose connections, mm -hmm. but essentially right, he, he had, He's not an idiot. He he's not an write idiot. scenes. No like one that. just does that. You couldn't write something this compelling and somewhat coherent on accident. Exactly. But essentially he had no inherent end goal. Yep. What you took from it is literally what it is. Like, your perception of it is right. Correct. And so is the other person's perception right. Exactly. So... Everything we just said, she perceives herself as evil, he's the hero, that is not even technically correct. Correct. It, it, it could be, it's an interpretation, but it's not right or wrong. Because everything about this movie, if you have a thought about it, you could also have the exact opposite thought about it. And, it and you're still, still right. Yep. And it would still make sense in your own head. We, we read some interpretations... I think we both disagree. We disagree with both the two that we read. But it does make sense. It does. Even if we disagree with it. Yeah. I, I see where those interpretations were coming from. So, you made a comment about how you were, like, thinking that that, like, maybe lowered your score. I really think so. I think so, too. I think I went, for, I went, think I went down 10. I think I went from a 56 to a 46. I don't even know. I honestly don't. I don't think I can even, like, be concerned about, like, an exact score. I don't know. I, I can't say I like this movie. No, I don't really like it. Which at the beginning of this podcast, you said this is a great movie. It was a great technical movie. And yes. it still is. It's, it's beautiful. Still, yes. On a technical level, it's fantastic. I was even praising like like someone trying to tell a story, whether I agree with it or disagree with it. Like seeing someone's story was very interesting. Which this movie's gave gives me lots of headaches the guy like it just didn't have an interpretation yep yeah i don't know i <sighs> it's hard to say watch it and form your own opinion because it's really hard to watch yeah i, I would not recommend the same one i almost maybe I recommend it to watch it once and come up with your opinion and then never watch it again. Never worry about I don't know if I don't know if it's even possible to rewatch this movie. Yeah. I'll never see it again. I honestly don't think I like even like for how beautiful it is, I don't think I could sit through it knowing what I know. I might watch the opening scene again. Because yeah, that's just, just the beautiful. Opening scene, yeah. yeah. 
Like, if it's rewatchable, it's rewatchable just because of how it looks. Mm -hmm. Put it on mute. You'll be fine. <laughs> Skip some scenes. Skip some scenes. Yeah, do that. Leave the room, but... So, I don't like this movie. I think it's... I think it's dangerous, almost. Yeah. Personally. It's, uh... What's the word I'm looking for? Not really risky, but... It's... Risky. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Of all the things that you were going to, like, find, I wasn't expecting there is no right answer. I agree. I wasn't expecting that. Literally, there's a million different interpretations of every single scene. There's infinite, yep. technically. Infinite of every single scene. Ugh, and man. however you perceive this movie, you're technically right. You're technically right. Yep, because, I mean... Once again, other than some loose connections, there is, there's, I, I don't know, there's nothing. So, yeah, I don't like this movie. I don't think I like this movie. It looks nice, beautiful. I don't think I like it. How do you feel? Grass that eats people. <laughs> this... <laughs> Destroyed body parts. Talking fox. Hand tree. Wrench. Invincible crow. If any of that made sense to you, you should watch this movie. Man hook car door man cord. Ah, I love that. But, but yeah. Um, maybe watch this movie just to say that you like watched it. You, I don't know. No, I don't even know. I'm kind of just rambling right now. I maybe her hitting her head on the toilet was her trying to escape herself. Probably. That was so random. No, I mean, probably. I, I wouldn't be. But again, I can't even say probably. That's a good way to look at it, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Don't watch this movie. Good Don't night. watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, th <laughs> I think Sam has left. Um, we're both tired. I We're both mad. Thank you all for watching. Please don't watch this movie. <laughs> Thank you all for watching, listening to us ramble, um, and we will see you all on the next episode. I'm once again and always Gunner. I guess this is Sam. And thanks for watching Garage Media. <laughs>